Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled working mother who hit snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can follow a nutrition plan that supports their goals, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of their to-do list, and go to bed feeling fantastic about the day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle, and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. Now on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to today's episode. So today we're talking about why is it that so many people struggle to build healthy habits that last forever and ever? I know that there are many people out there working on this, and that's perhaps why you have tuned into the podcast. Because it's not easy. And if it was totally easy, you'd be doing it without a second thought and you wouldn't need any extra input on it. But for most people, it is not easy. And I was thinking about what are the commonalities? I mean, I sit with and I talk to a lot of people between my psychology work and my coaching business. And I've talked to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the years about their health habits. And so I got to thinking, what are the commonalities? And could I even boil it down to what is one thing that gets in the way of people creating sustainable, healthy habits? And I I have my leading answer of one thing, but I decided today I'll talk about the three top challenges that people seem to face that get in the way of creating the healthy habits that they desire. So I'm going to tell you first, I'm not going to make you sit in suspense. I'm going to tell you what they are. And then we'll go into it one by one. So the first one is relying on motivation and expecting that motivation and willpower will just carry you through all the way because that doesn't work. The second one is negative feelings. Primarily, I want to label it as guilt, but I think there could be others like I don't know if I would call it inadequacy, but maybe just doubt. Yeah, I think I would call it doubt. Doubt that they actually can or doubt that this plan will actually work or doubt that they'll be able to execute the plan as as um, intended. And those feelings of guilt or doubt can be really powerful and really paralyzing and make it difficult to follow through on your healthy habits. And then the last one, you could probably guess. All right, what haven't I addressed? What do I talk about all the time? What am I going to say here? It's time management. I truly believe that so many of our challenges with goals or getting things done around the house, at work, in our life, so many or so much of that really comes down to how we are allocating our time, planning our time, making adjustments with our time, and that our ability to succeed is really dependent on our time management skills. So that's one, two, three. Let me go into them in a little bit more detail. Many years ago, 
I started writing about this because I would have people come into my office and say, you know, it's just the weirdest thing. One day the switch flipped on. I was totally motivated. I started going to the gym. I started eating, eating healthy. I started walking more and I was doing really great. And that lasted for a period of time, maybe a period of weeks or months. And then all of a sudden, just as magically as it went on, it seems like that switch turned off. I lost all the motivation and willpower and I stopped doing it. And people tell me that it feels arbitrary or just sort of magical or, or not mystical, mystical, but more mystifying as to why it is that that happened. And while I don't know for sure why it might happen, what I do know for sure is that there's a lot you can do to ensure that that switch stays on because motivation is fleeting. Motivation is going to come and go throughout the day, over the course of a week, over the course of a month, over the course of the year. You know, different life challenges will come into play. Life will look differently. Other variables come into play. And so it's just a matter of fact that sometimes you're going to feel really motivated or you're or you'll really be able to conjure up the willpower to do what you need to do. But other days you're just not. And so if you're relying on willpower or motivation alone, it's going to fail you. But instead, you can put other things in place that will enable you to keep that switch on. It's almost like if you picture an actual light switch and you stuff as many things as you can on the bottom part of it, you're going to push that switch up into the on position. And so that's, you know, metaphorically what we're trying to do. So one thing, I mean, one of the very best things you can do, and this is why I talk about this all the time. This is why this is the focus of my business is create habits. Because when something is a habit, you don't have to think about it. You're not deciding, do I feel like doing this? Do I want to do this? Is this the right thing to do? Do I really have enough time? You just do it. You just know, oh, this is the sequence and this is the part of the day or this is where in the sequence that this this activity takes place. And it's just what I do. Before I go in the shower, I do 10 minutes of yoga and I stretch my back. It's just what I do. Um, so working on developing habits, doing things at the same time during the day or on the same day of the week or attaching a new habit to something that you already do is going to help you automate it so that it's just what you do and you don't get caught in overthinking it and maybe buckling to the perceived obstacle that you may believe is getting in your way. I've talked about some of these other things before, but they bear repeating, I would say. Um, creating accountability partners is another great strategy whether it's just stating your goal to another person so you know okay I've told them about it now I really have to do it or asking someone to do the activity with you so you know you can't blow it off because they're waiting for you or maybe you do it together but you're virtual and you just know you're both committing to do it at the same time or on the same day and then you're going to check in later another version of an accountability partner might be an accountability group where you are a member. And so you know that you and other people in the group are all working on similar goals and you have an investment. You want to show up for them. They're waiting to hear how you did. You want to kind of um, show your accountability and show them that it is possible and show up for them uh, as well as they are showing up for you. And then sometimes you may want to get a coach and I think most people say you never regret when you invest in creating a professional team around you. They only help to set you up for success. 
and it is a worthwhile investment. You probably won't need it forever and ever, but in the beginning, having another person who can really be a mirror to your goals and help you see things that you may not be seeing, help hold you accountable. It can really be money worth spending or money well spent um, as you're trying to gain momentum and create these habits. And then there's personal development that is huge in um, creating the positive mindset so that you do create a culture, I call it a culture in your head, the thoughts that you keep in your head, that they are all positive and they support the goals that you're working on. You know, I love my miracle morning. Um, that will do so much to help you really feel connected to your goals, feel more committed, create the thoughts that tell you that you can do it, and also um, help you cast that vision on what it looks like and also the, the vision of you actually taking the actions that you say you're going to do. So there, um, you know, that's a handful of things you can do. But overall, what I want you to think about is that if you rely on motivation alone, it's not going to be enough. So we have to go further. We have to make a plan. We have to bring other people into it through accountability partners, accountability communities, coaches, other professionals or other peers. And then personal development, working on your mindset is going to go a really long way to help you stay committed, um, ideally to creating the habits that are going to create the lifestyle. So that is one powerful thing you can do so that you create the health habits that you want to be, you're not utilizing, but um, <laughs> the health habits that you want to engage with and do day in and day out. I don't know why the word is failing me at the moment. Um, okay, so number two, why is it? What's, what's reason number two why people struggle to create their healthy habits? I know there are a lot of moms who listen to this podcast and, um, and either, um, you know, if you're not a mom, there are a lot of men who listen to it as well. But I think guilt is coming up in conversations over and over and over again. It is really a nasty a nasty little thorn in our side that makes us feel like it's a terrible thing to prioritize our own needs and take care of ourselves when there are other people who might need us. And it's hard. You know, it's it's really hard when you're taking care of yourself, taking care of a family. You maybe take care of other people on your job. You're responsible to other people. You have clients. So, of course, you don't want to let other people down. But at the same time, what I know for sure to be true is that if you always choose everyone else over yourself, it's not going to work out so well for you. And just like they say on the airplane, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first so that you can truly be there for other people. So it's not like we have to do this all day long. And, you know, when you think about it, let's say we have 16 waking hours. We're not saying that we're going to choose our needs first every single hour of those 16 hours. But maybe it's for 30 minutes or maybe it's for one hour where you have to say, I am not available to another person because I have to do what I need to do for me. And I know that can feel so foreign if you are not used to doing that. And it, it can just feel really, really hard. I talked a lot about this in the episode. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not sure what number it is off the top of my head, but the episode I did about my step challenge over the summer and what I was learning I had to work through in order to succeed with that. And I know for me, 
a lot of it was the guilt because at the time that was over the summer, it was so hot out. And so I really had to wait until the end of the day before I could go outside before, you know, until the sun would set and the temperatures would cool off a little bit and I could actually go outside. But what that meant was that I was walking out of the house when it was either dinner prep time or even dinner time. And that was really a struggle because in my house, making dinner is primarily my job and having dinner together as a family is something that we really value. So it didn't feel great to ditch out on that and say, yes, sorry, I'm not eating with you tonight because I'm going to go walking. So I wouldn't make that choice every single day. But, you know, if maybe once a week, I, it just kind of worked out that way because there was no other time in the day, then I didn't experiment and I practiced choosing myself and it was okay. You know, it all worked out okay. They survived. Sometimes it's nice for the family to have time together with a slightly different dynamic without me there. And it really was okay. It was not easy. Other times I had to ask them to help prepare dinner. And that was also really hard for me because I felt like, well, that's my job in the household. And so how can I just all of a sudden say I'm not going to do my job? But what does help is to think about the secondary goal that I have, which is to teach my kids how to feed themselves. If, you know, when they're off on their own, I want them to be able to cook and feed themselves. And so there was a secondary benefit that made me feel better was I could say, well, you know, this is a good skill for them to learn. And if they're never put in the position where they have to do it, then they're never going to learn how to do it. So, um, you know, as hard as that was, I found that it worked out okay. Again, I wouldn't do that every single night because I enjoy making dinner and it, you know, technically sort of quote unquote is my job. Um, But it is also okay to have some days when I said I can't do it and I had to ask for help. But another thing that can help if you're really struggling with guilt, then you can have a conversation outside of the actual moment, have a conversation with the people involved and say, you know what, I'm really struggling, struggling. I'd like to find 30 minutes a day when I exercise or when I, you know, maybe if at work, when I clean out my emails or work on some of my independent projects, um, you know, I'd really like to be able to do that more, but I'm really struggling with not being available. Can we talk about that and see if we can come up with a plan? It gives you a chance to check in with other people and see how they're feeling because it may be that you're assuming they have certain feelings about it and you could be flat out wrong. Or maybe they do have feelings about it, but you might also be able to problem solve and say, okay, if in order to set us up for success, we might put a plan in place. And maybe they'll say, you know what, Um, it's okay if you do that in the morning, but in the afternoons, we really need you around. So can you try to pick a morning time when you do your independent work or take that time to exercise? Or um, can you give me a heads up at the beginning of the day? Just let me know when you're planning to do that thing so that I know I can work my time around that and, and kind of make adjustments knowing that you won't be available. So there are lots of ways you can problem solve having a conversation. You got to believe, believe in yourself and know this is a reasonable thing to do, but let's see if we can work together and set ourselves up for success by making a plan. So those are some thoughts on how to work around guilt. And then the other feeling is that that doubt that you're not really sure this is really going to pay off or that you can do this or that it's going to be worthwhile. And I think, you know, I, I like to think in terms of experiments that if we always avoid something because of a feeling then we never really know for sure. So can we 
encourage ourselves to do the experiment, try it, even though you feel a certain way, and see if you can just coexist with the feeling for a period of time and see what happens. You know, how do you do when you when you start to change your behaviors? How do other people respond to that around you? Do the systems fall apart or does everyone do just fine? And you might surprise yourself. You know, maybe you're able to do things better or more consistently than you thought. Or you can decide how you're going to handle it. If you're not going to be perfect, then you can put a plan in place for how you're going to handle interruptions with your with your routines or your momentum so that you get back on track quickly and don't get too discouraged. So we can always test out facing the feelings we think we're going to have and see if we can either coexist with them or cope with them or put a plan in place. So guilt or doubt can try to get in the way, but if you really face them head on, they don't have to, and you may surprise yourself that you can work around them. And then number three, my favorite topic, time management. I see this so many times when people are working on health goals and we start to get into the nitty gritty of, well, you know, what does day-to-day life look like and what's really getting in the way? When you think about it, if you have health goals like maintaining um, control over your weight or reaching a certain weight loss goal or getting in a certain amount of movement every day or planning meals that follow certain nutrition guidelines or, or align with your goals, all of those steps, you know, the, the big goals that you have need to be broken down into steps or actions that you take every day. And in order to get to that goal, you're going to have to take the action every single day, day after day, after day, after day, after day, for a long period of time, maybe even forever. And so how do you ensure that you're going to be able to take a certain action every single day forever? Is it going to just magically work out because you hope it is or because you you realize that's what you need to do? I don't think so. I think hope really doesn't turn out to be a great strategy, but planning and being really intentional becomes a much better strategy. So if you know that you are going to need to find 30 minutes or 60 minutes or 75 minutes a day to achieve a certain exercise goal, then it's going to be dependent on pulling out your calendar or pulling out your planner and looking at the day and saying, when am I going to fit this in? It's got to go somewhere. And it may not be easy. So something might have to give or get moved around, but you're going to be so much more successful if you plan for it and map it all out than if you just hope and wish that it all works out. In my time management group, so I'm actually running a new version of my program right now where it's called, it's my original program was It's About Time. And that was a 21 day time management habit building program. And this new version is a 90 day It's About Me time program where we're working on all of this. So what is it that you need to put into place in order to succeed in taking care of your own health goals? Then a big part of it is building a foundation in time management strategies so that you are really intentional about your time. You're creating the balance so that you can take care of everything you need to things at work, things at home and things that pertain to your family and things that pertain to you. And so the more the more skills you acquire to manage your time, then the easier it gets. And the idea is that over time, this just becomes habitual. So you don't even have to think so much about it. It's just what you do. And then we look really specifically when it comes to your health goals in terms of sleep and nutrition and exercise and rest and fun. Those also come down to time management and deciding 
identifying what is the plan and then breaking it down into individual steps. What do I, what kind of action am I going to need to take every single day in order to reach this goal? And then how do I make that attainable? How do I schedule that, plan for that, work around it, set the expectation, address the obstacles that might try to get in the way? But when you think all of this through, you find, and this is so cool because the people in the group are finding this already, that you really can do things differently and you really can do more of these health habits that might have felt so hard or might have felt selfish or just totally unavailable. You can do it when you are intentional about your time and you map it out. And for some people, this is a skill that comes really naturally to them. And for other people, it's just really not. Or maybe life kind of the demands of life were were of a certain amount um, that they could kind of wing it to a certain degree. But then when you really start adding other goals and, and higher expectations, then it kind of maxes out what your current system or skill set can handle. And that's when it's helpful to learn new skills and invest some time in learning to look at things in a different way, learn new skills, learn a system, maybe work with a coach um, you don't have to do it forever, but do it for a period of time. Really commit to learning these skills so that you can do it more effortlessly in the future and then forever and ever so that these habits really become sustainable. So there you have it. My take on the three things that I see get in the way of people creating sustainable, healthy habits that last. We have a relying on motivation or willpower. We have guilt or doubt or other negative feelings. And then we have lack of time management skills. And all three of these are really important to address. And there are so many ways that you can do that. I've covered a lot of this on the episode, uh, uh, sorry, on the podcast. And I will put some links in the show notes. I'll point out some of the episodes that I've done already that will elaborate on some of these. So if you want to learn more about it, you can go back and listen to those episodes, learn more. And my time management workbook is also available. So you can check that out. I'll put the website in the show notes as well. It's it's about time management. Let me see. It's about timemanagement.com slash me time, I believe is the website. Um, But I'll put that in the show notes. Or if you have any questions, send me a message. I'll give you the info. I hope this was helpful and that you have some takeaway strategies that you can start implementing right away so that you can continue to work on your consistency with your own health habits. So as always, thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next week for another episode. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.